Did you know that there's an invisible power in dreams? When you and I use dreams, especially dreams that are focused on the future, when we use these dreams and we know how to apply certain principles, we can use these dreams to really propel us into the future. Because when you see something, a dream that's in the future, when you wake up and you come back, you bring back memories from the future and these memories of the future will fuel you and drive you into your future. To get more on this topic, please stay tuned until after the intro. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader you were born to be. This show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest and now let's move on to today's show. Welcome to today's show. It's great to have you with me again and I'm excited about the topic that we are dealing with today. And I've actually been looking forward to share this with you. And the title and the topic that we're dealing with today is the invisible power of dreams. Yes, dreams are cool and I trust that you are a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. I'm a profuse dreamer. I get these dreams all the time. Sometimes I understand the dreams and sometimes I really have to dig in to understand what these dreams mean. And uh, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. And sometimes my dreams are so, so, so vivid. And the important thing about dreams and this invisible power of these dreams can lead you to your wealth. And that is exciting for all of us. Now, as we will go along, you will understand that I'm not, when I'm talking about wealth, I'm not just talking about money and lots of money in the bank and all that. It may include that, but wealth is much more than that, much um, deeper and wider than just money in the bank. It can be lots of other stuff and we'll touch on that as we go along. So the invisible power of your dreams, or if we want to look at it from a different angle or from a different perspective, if you ne neglect your dreams, especially dreams that you get of the future, if you neglect them, you will have to bear the consequences because dreams are meant to, especially if it's dreams that are given to you of the future, these dreams are meant to guide you and to get you to where you need to go to. That's important uh, aspect to, to remember. And dreams can either be conscious or unconscious. You can, you can be awake almost when you have these dreams or the dreams can be so deep, totally unconscious. So when you wake up, you didn't even, you know, knew that you dreamt, but you don't even know really what you dreamt or you cannot remember. And I'm gonna give you examples of what happened to me in certain circumstances where it happened to me. The dream was, I must have had this dream because I saw it somewhere, uh, the, the picture that, I, that was unfolding in front of me, but I couldn't uh, remember at that moment that I actually had it. And we're also gonna talk about the power of Im imagination because imagination is so important. When you understand that imagination can help you to formulate things. Now, 
When you look in, in some of the ancient manuscripts in the Bible, the word for imagination is the same word as for a womb. And what is a womb? A womb is where a little baby grows. And first of all, there must the seed must, must uh, uh, come together. Uh, seeds must come together. And then that little seed is implanted into the womb of the mother. And there it starts growing. And that's our imagination. Our imagination is really the womb or the breeding ground for our um, spiritual life and for using your, our imagination to get to where we want to get to is very, very important. And I'm going to share a little uh, story with you now of a little girl and of her imagination. And the reason why so many people don't want to know anything about imagination, because most people think imagination is just uh, like uh, pipe dreams and stuff. And that is not, I'm not talking about fairy tales. I'm really talking about imagination because you can even use your imagination and guide your imagination to get to the place where you really want to get to. Now, let me share this story of you. Um, I heard it from someone and this really explains to me and it's going to explain to us as we go through uh, this, this whole um, show today. Now, this little girl, she was usually not paying much attention in the school. The teacher really had a bit of a hard time with this little girl. And this particular day, she gave them time to draw something. And she gave them free reins. She said, you can draw anything that you want to draw. And this little girl, who was usually um, not paying attention, and she was always, you know, scratching and uh, basically disturbing everyone around her. She was sitting there and she had her arms folded around her piece of paper and she was going on. And this teacher noticed this and she, she uh, thought it strange. So she asked this little girl, she said, um, what are you doing? She says, I am drawing a picture of God. And the teacher frowned a little bit and she said, but no one has ever seen God. How can you draw a picture of God? She says, well, in a moment, you're going to see what God looks like. And isn't that cool? This little girl had so much confidence in what she was doing. And that's how you and I supposed to be. We need to know who we are. And this little girl in doing this, she knew who God was. She had a picture of God. And she had so much confidence that she was willing to put it on paper. But what happens if um, in, in the normal school world, and we're going to deal a little bit on that because it's important that you and I understand that as well. And it's also got uh, a lot to do with, with intelligence and then with creativity. Now for myself, I've been a dreamer from, from a very young age. Now, just to give you an example of what happened to me on this one occasion, I've even at home, I mean, I would go into my bedroom and I would just be on the bed and I would just be somewhere else. Or I would go in front of the, the mirror in the bathroom, lock the door, and there I would just be in a, in a world of my own and, and speak and perform there in front of the mirror. And, and yet I was kind of a very... Um, 
in much of an introvert. I didn't really go out and speak to many people, and I, I was very much into myself uh, when I was younger. But uh, anyway, so this particular day, we were on the sports field. I was in primary school, and um, we were uh, playing a rugby game against a, another school, and. Where I went to, I really don't know, but we were in the game, so we were running around, and all of a sudden, I was not there. I don't know where I was, but when, it must have been for a few moments only, but when I kind of woke up, when I came to myself, the, or the whole team or both teams were probably oh my goodness, way up ahead of me. And I kind of woke up and I ran to where, where they were. And afterwards, I was kind of a little bit persecuted by this uh, um, or uh, as a consequence of this because in the next uh, training session, the, apparently the coach to told the, um, my team members they must give me a little bit of a hard time, which they did. Uh, but... That's just to illustrate to you, I was also a dreamer. So I don't, I know what, what this means to, to be a dreamer, but most of us lose confidence as we grow up because the school system doesn't want us to go wherever our dreams are taking us. And we stop dreaming. So if you want to be a success in life, you need to know who you are. Remember, I, I, I just uh, mentioned that. And why do you and I need to know who we are? Because if, in order for you to know who you are, you need to know your purpose. So you need to know why you were born. Because only when you know who you are will you be able to function efficiently and be a positive influence and have a positive impact on other people's lives. Because if you cannot, um, or you do not have that on your inside to know who you are, and really know that you've got a purpose and that your dreams are taking you there, you will not be able to have a positive impa impact in other people's lives. And for, for myself, for example, I love what I do. And I've really devoted my life to do what God called me to do. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So for me to impact your life and the lives of many others is incredibly rewarding for me. And I enjoy it. I enjoy every moment of it. So let's look a little bit at creativity because we mentioned that. Now, you and I are made to believe that people uh, with a university degree, for example, these are the intelligent people. And those without the formal education are stupid. However, education does not have anything to do with intelligence. And that you and I must realize and we must understand it. So whether you have a university degree or you do not have a, a university degree, whether you've got a PhD or whether you've just got a, a BA or a BSc, it doesn't really matter because when you do not live in this world of dreams, if I can put it that way, then you're not going to be as effective as you are supposed to be. Because in fact, people who are creative are extremely intelligent. So someone can be an artist. They, um, for example, they don't have any uh, formal education, but they can be extremely 
uh, intelligent. And this can include artists and musicians, artisans, business people, because you really need to be very creative to, to be a, um, a successful business person in your, in your own right. I'm not talking about these big corporations, although when you start something, it can grow into a big corporation as well. Or anyone who brings things about that others have never thought of. And there are many, many, many examples in history. And some of the most prominent people in history, even today, did not have any formal education. Now, here I'm just going to give you an example of a very well-known uh, Australian businessman. And he says, I did not have the disadvantage of going through the education process. He was illiterate. He had, um, had dyslexia, so he couldn't even read or he couldn't write. And yet, when his life started changing around, when he's, God changed his life around, he looked at everything and he saw um, in the Bible written, but there's no difference between me and anyone else. And he started studying dictionaries. And today he's got several honorary doctor, uh, doctorate degrees and stuff. And that's what he said. And that what he also says uh, is that when the crowd goes one direction, you should go the opposite, opposite direction if you really want to be successful. Now, this is for of someone is a billionaire. They've got their own um, uh, coins or their own money coined in silver and gold. And so they know what they're talking about. And when we look at the public school system, it was actually started by wealthy industrialists. And these guys said, we want workers, not thinkers. Remember what, what I just said? We want workers, not thinkers. So the whole uh, public school system and the whole school system actually today has been set up to get people to think a certain way and to box you in so that you do not um, get out of this box. Because if you get out of the box, you're not going to make it in life. And all. That's the, the lie that we are made to believe. And that what does this mean to you and me? It means that every child that enters the school system is forced into a box and all creativity is stifled. And we are indoctrinated. We all indoctrinated in, into this because we have to send our, our children to school. We are forced to send our children to school. In many countries, especially Europe, as far as I know, people are not even allowed to homeschool their children. And when you look at uh, children, for example, that are homeschooled, they are solid, they are sound, they're happy. And you don't always get the same in, in the public school systems because the, the whole attitude and the whole atmosphere is, is, is totally different. And especially today, uh, and it's, it's our fault. It's really our fault. And I'm not going to go into that, but it's our fault that everything went to, to this extent because in the public school system, they, they teach our children terrible stuff, stuff that is totally against what we should even allow. And we allowed it. And now it's very hard to change this around. I know of many people in several different countries that's uh, taken their children out of school and they are homeschooling their children because they, they refuse to have their children indoctrinated with this trash that is um, pushed on the children. 
Now, why dreams? We are talking about dreams. Because we are so busy that we sometimes need dreams, or many times we need dreams to give us direction. God wants to speak to you and I directly. And that's the best way because like here, I'm speaking to you and I'm giving you something specific that you can work with. But many times we're so busy and we are too busy to hear. We are too busy to listen. And that's why we need to get a dream so that we can get direction. Now, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit uh, more difficult, if I can put it that way, to interpret the dream because when you get the dream you have to go and interpret the dream what does this dream really mean to me sometimes it can be very direct but most of the time you really have to go and look at your dream what it really means now why are dreams important today in today's life now you and i are living in in really opportune times and also rough times because as we speak there are banks that are failing and this is by design. We think it's just the economic system and all that, but it's been designed that these banks must fail. And if you look just in the United States of America, in, in the, I think it's in the late 1800s, over 800 banks failed. In other words, what does it mean to you and me? It means if, a, if the banks fail, it means your money is gone. There's nothing. And paper money, that's a totally different topic, but paper money is not really money. However, what are you going to do if you cannot get access to your bank? Now, we're talking about dreams, and now I'm asking you, what are you gonna do if you cannot get access to your bank? But there's a reason why I'm asking you this, this question. So, so just bear with me for a moment. The next question, how will you provide for yourself and for your family if you, for example, do not have access to a bank? If you wanna to go to the auto bank or the auto teller, the ATM, and you wanna go and draw money, or you wanna go inside the bank and they say, sorry, we closed. And this happened uh, just a few weeks ago, or since a few weeks ago, let me rather say that. And how will your community be impacted? Because remember, you and I are a part of a community. How, are you, how is your community gonna be impacted if everyone all of a sudden do not have access to banks? Now you may say, yeah, but Yanni, how can that happen? That will not happen. I mean, look at our systems. Please just bear with me, just listen to me. Just take some of these things. If you do not agree, just listen to me and just keep it in the back of your mind and think and look around you what's happening uh, because what I'm sharing, <clears throat> excuse me, because what I'm sharing with you is very, very important. Now back to dreams. I'm gonna tell you a story of a man. His name is Jacob. It's a, it's a story in ancient history in the Bible and Jacob got a dream and that brought him extreme wealth. Now. The reason why I'm sharing this with you is because many of us today are in a similar situation. Now, Jacob worked for his wife's father. So if, in other words, he worked for his father-in-law. Now, when he first married, he didn't have anything. So he sort of bought it with his, uh, his father-in-law. So uh, 
um, they made an exchange. So he didn't pay dowry for his for his wife, but he said to his father-in-law, "What I will do, I will work for my wife for seven years. I will work for you, and that's how I will pay pay you for for getting your daughter." And he worked for seven seven years, or um, and then he married one of the other daughters. Now I'm not going to go into all the detail why this happened but then he uh, got one of the other daughters and he said okay i'll work for her for seven years as well i'll work back for you to pay for the dowry for your daughter as well but then at the end of this 14 years he he didn't have anything he just worked for his father-in-law he had a huge family had quite a number of children and he didn't have anything for himself so he wanted to leave And his father-in-law heard that he wanted to leave. And also his father-in-law noticed that uh, Jacob was really blessed. God blessed him and everything that he had, that the father-in-law had, all his livestock, his flocks just increased. And even though it increased so much, he was very hard on Jacob. He, if, if an animal died or a wild animal took one of the, the, the sheep or the goats, it was required of Jacob. So Jacob basically had to pay all those things back. So he was, he was really in a tight spot and he didn't have any, any flocks for himself. And then when his father-in-law heard that he wanted to move away, he said to him, no, no, wait, um, what can we do? Uh, how can we get to an agreement because I know that God's favor is on your life and I've been blessed, I've been, in, uh, been increasing since you came here and what do I need to do now to sort of to help you? So Joseph, uh, Jacob came up with this idea and he said to him, listen, what I will do, you take uh, your flocks and you, we select all the solid color animals and we separate them and you give them to me you take all the other animals with the spots and the streaks and the mottled ones you all take them away so that um, these animals that i have in the natural they will only bring forth solid colored animals so if they red it will only be a a, a red uh, offspring will they be able to produce and everything that you find with me that's um or every every uh one of the little ones that are born that is spotted or speckled or mottled those are mine because in the natural it's totally impossible that i will even be able to have spotted and streaked animals and the father-in-law thought wow this is a deal this guy's not going to get anything. I'm going to get everything. However, God gave Jacob a dream. And he showed him in this dream that he should take uh, branches of olive and almond trees. And he should uh, cut little uh, knots on this so that he can expose the white in these little, uh, in these little branches. And then when the animals came to the drinking trough to drink water, 
Jacob must take these rods, these little branches, and he must put it in front of these animals. And when these animals see these sticks or these little branches with the streaks and with the um, spots cut on them, the animals will go and they will breed and their offspring will be streaked, they will be spotted and they will be mottled. Now, Nani, what are you telling me? This is crazy. Yes, it is crazy. It sounds crazy. But you know what? It worked. Every single offspring of those animals that Jacob had were spotted, they were streaked, they were mottled. To the point that, that Jacob became so wealthy through a dream that God gave him and he applied the dream. Now listen again. What is the principle here? Yes, there's the, the, the dream part, but there's also the barter part. Jacob bought it with his father-in-law, what he wanted. And the reason why I'm sharing this bartering with you, this may be a way that you and I will have to uh, conduct our lives. Maybe in the future, maybe even now. I've, I know of people now that I've met very recently. They barter. They don't really want to exchange money anymore. So they've got a lot of chickens. And he will take the eggs and he will take it to a shop and he says, listen, um, here's the eggs and the guy would give him, call it credit. And when he goes to the shop, he can pick up something else for the value of the eggs that he gave this man. Or he's got sheep. So he will barter with someone. He will say, okay, you, you take the sheep and I need this or I want this. And this is just something to just spark something in you that you can start dreaming. Now, what happened to your dreams? And this is important. That's why I kept quiet now for a moment. What happened to your dreams? Do you remind yourself of your future dreams and goals? Do you do it often? Do you have it in front of you all the time? Do you see your dreams before you all the time? Do you have a vision board? Do you have pictures in front of you to help you focus on your dreams? If you don't, then you need to do that. You need to get something in front of you. It is so, so important. And the way that it was explained to me several years ago, I got this picture. My life and your life is like, a, um, uh, there's a picture that we need to, uh, accomplish. That's our purpose, our ultimate purpose, our destiny that we have to accomplish while we are here. And it's like you and I get a um, blank canvas and we get a paintbrush and we have to paint that picture, our life picture, our purpose, our destiny. We have to paint it on that canvas. And the paintbrush that we have is our tongue. So as you see this picture, this vision of your future, as you speak these, um, uh, the words and everything that, that has to bring this to pass, every time you speak it, it's as if your tongue takes, uh, is, is this paintbrush and you put a brush stroke on this canvas. And the more you speak what you want, to have on that canvas and that's what's supposed to go on that canvas, it becomes more and more vivid. 
So that, that picture, when it's so vivid, it's complete, you see it all the time, you see it in your mind, you see it in front of you, and that is how you accomplish what you need to accomplish. Now again, the question, why are dreams so important? Because without dreams, you are not going anywhere. If you do not have a dream, if you do not have a goal, and you do not have a set plan to where you're going, you're not going anywhere. Say, for example, you get in your car and you say, oh, well, I'm just going to drive. Where are you going to? You need to know where you're going to. If you're going, for example, if you say you're going to the shop, you know which shop you're going to. You can't just drive in the, in the opposite direction and say, I'm just, I'm just going. That we don't do in the physical, but in, 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 our, um, in our lives, we, we do this. And so many people, they get to the end of their lives or to a certain point in their lives and nothing is working out. And it's, it, they designed it by not designing it. You, you get what I'm saying. And for example, when we look at an unconscious dream, um, because remember what I said, a dream can be conscious or it can be unconscious. And many times we, we get this dream and we wake up and we, we see this, 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 this dream. And I encourage you when, you, when you have that, write it down. Write it down so that you don't forget it and get pictures that represent this dream that you had there and put it somewhere where you see it all the time. Now I'm gonna share with you an unconscious dream that I had when I had to move out of my house at one time. This is many years ago, I was still uh, a young, much younger than what I am now. I had two dogs, so I couldn't just go and uh, rent any place. I needed a place for my two dogs uh, as well to, to go with me and I struggled to get the right place because many play, many rental places they didn't allow dogs and others were too small or the the, the fences were not were not uh, cool and so on and I had to be out I had to be out in a few days it just started rolling and I I couldn't find what I was looking for and then one day my mom said to me Yanni why don't you just temporarily move in uh, with with me here and I was so grateful. I didn't really want to do it, but I was very grateful. And we moved in there and I started moving my furniture into, into uh, an empty room into her house. And I put the couch and some other furniture I put into the one room. And the next moment, as I came around and I looked up and I saw this room, I remember it so vividly. The, the walls were painted a, a pale blue and I saw this furniture, my eyes were open, but all of a sudden I realized I saw this room exactly as it is here with the furniture stacked on top of each other there in the, in the one corner. I saw this somewhere, somewhere. I don't know where, but I saw this. I was, I was stunned for a moment, I froze. And I realized at that time, that is where I needed to be at that particular time. And long story, but um, shortly after that, my younger brother, his life was, was totally changed. Um, he got born again and a lot of wonderful things happened from there. 
but it was an unconscious dream and at the right time I saw this picture that I must have seen. I don't know whether it's months, weeks, years before, I don't know. But that is the power of, of a dream that, that God gives you when you're asleep. So it, like I said, it can be conscious or it can be unconscious. But before your dreams can come true, you must first have your dreams. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but we don't always think about that. So before your dreams can come true, you must first have them. And you have to uh, take these dreams serious and really uh, apply these things in your life, these principles that I'm sharing with you here today. Because it's important as we go along where you can use what you have to get what you need. We always think it's just money that has we uh, that we have to dish out. What uh, God placed on my heart several years ago, he says, Yanni, when you ask me for a car, you pray for a car. He says, you are looking for the money to buy the car. He says, when you go to your mother or your father and you ask for a sandwich, they're not going to give you money necessarily for a sandwich unless you're in, of course, you're in a, in a shopping center or something. But when it's at home, they're not going to give you money and say, okay, go and get yourself some, uh, a, a sandwich there in the, in the fridge. No, they're not doing that. They say, there you go. There's the bread. There's whatever you want uh, on the sandwich. There you go. So they give you exactly what you ask for. And the same with God. He's a father of us all. And he wants to give us good things. So when you ask him something, he will give you that. And you and I must learn to apply this principle in our everyday lives that we don't always look for money to get something. Even right where we are speaking now, I'm sitting with, with this exact same thing in my life. I'm asking for certain things. I need certain things. And it's not necessarily going to come through money. We can barter. I can... I can offer you something that I have and you give me the same value or what we decide on, we can give it back. And this is very crucial for the time that you and I are living in. So this message that I'm giving you today may be a very impactful in the times to come. It may be really kind of a prophetic message that um, you and I have to really take note of. Now here's something to remember. When you dream of a future event and you see this thing and you dream of something that's going to happen in the future, when you come back to the present, you come back with memories of the future. I'm going to repeat this. When you dream of a future event, you come back to the present with memories of the future. In other words, you have been in the future through this dream or through this vision, and when you come back, you've got these memories, and these memories will drive you into your future. And that is, this is so cool to me. So these, remember, these memories of the future will drive you into your future, because that is basically the fuel that you will use to get you from where you are now to where you are going. So stop looking back at what was, because you cannot change the past. You cannot change the past. But when you look at the future and you bring that future but that is still perfect into today and let that drive you into the future, it's, I always want to say you cannot go wrong because the things will happen. And 
yes, um, in ending year, this is a very important uh, thing for you to remember. It's only God that can give you meaningful dreams of the future. It's only God that can give you meaningful dreams of the future. So let your memories of the future drive you into your future. I really trust that you got something from this today. Please share this message with a family member or a friend. And I am looking forward to chatting with you in the next show. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this show with your friends and family. And if you've been stirred in your heart to get involved and become a partner to help me spread the good news, visit my website at sunshineharvest.com, S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E harvest.com. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next show.